Welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. We provide education and information on senior care topics. Here's your host, Ryan McGinnis. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the fabulous podcast that I host, The Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving, where we give you information and education on senior care topics. My name is Ryan. I am the host. I also own Minute Women Home Care in Lexington, Massachusetts, and I am joined here with, but with, by Aaron Roy of Serpro. He's a sales and marketing manager. You are in the Burlington Bedford area of Massachusetts, but we have a lot of people that talk, I've listened to us all over the country, but it's just going to be good for you to be able to talk about how Pro helps. Aaron, thank you so much for joining the show and coming on and telling us a little bit about your neck of the woods. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me, Ryan. It's my pleasure. So what is your territory, just so that we know up the, off the bat with Pro? Sure. So I work for two franchises. Uh, one is Lexington, Bedford, Lincoln, and the other is Waltham, Weston, Watertown, Wayland. Uh, but we're based out of Waltham, so any call that comes to us that's within the Waltham area, uh, we could handle. So for the people that are are watching this, people that aren't watching this, I guess I should say, you have a giant green wall behind you with a a, a couple of people that are like serve pro, ready for whatever happens, very walking down the street, ready to take on the world. And so people probably are now sitting there in their car going, why is Ryan, my favorite podcast host of all time, <laughs> talking, talking to Aaron Roy of ServPro. What does ServPro have anything to do with senior care and senior citizens? But I think at the end of this podcast, they'll realize how useful your services can be. So briefly, tell us how you see uh, senior care and ServPro kind of working together and, and helping seniors and, and families, adult children of seniors. It's a great question. Thanks for asking. Uh, and I definitely had the same thought when people started um, urging me to check out the senior market. Um, so Surfro, as many people know, some may not, we specialize in fire, flood and mold cleanup and restoration. So flooded basement, house fires, uh, mold when you're buying or selling a home during the home inspection. Uh, that's primarily what we do. And uh, it doesn't, you don't really see how it fits into the senior world, except that we also provide all of the, those restoration services a la carte. Um, so that's high end deep cleaning. Think about if you had a fire in your house and there was soot everywhere, you got to be able to get in every nook and cranny to remove that soot, uh, which is not what a Mary Maids or a janitor type service cleaning will do. Um, so when I was thinking about the senior world, I didn't quite get it either. And then I actually got a phone call from an at-home care provider, uh, whose client's basement had flooded. Uh, she went down to, you know, get paper towels or something they stored down there and, uh, found a bunch of water that they didn't know was there for a while because no one had looked at it. Um, so that at-home care provider called us and we were able to be a resource for them. Um, and then another at-home care provider called me, but this time it was for a slip and fall in a home uh, where there was a lot of blood, which is something that we can handle, biohazard, bioremediation. So that's when the gears started turning for me, like, okay, well, if there's people in homes, obviously that's a good connection for me because that's where we work. If I can be a resource for them, great. Um, but when I started talking to more and more uh, senior-oriented businesses, the things that really resonated are the deep cleaning services. Uh, people who just haven't cleaned their homes in many years for various different reasons, 
and need a high level deep cleaning. That seems to resonate a lot. And then the secondary part to that is hoarders. So when that, that non-cleaning has really spun out of control, um, there is a lot of biohazard and there's stuff everywhere. That seems to be another sort of area that resonates a lot in the senior world. And again, there aren't many companies or resources that are equipped to handle that level of cleaning. Well, you make a good point because many years ago, Minute Women, when I took over Minute Women for my aunt 10 years ago, we did house cleaning and we did home care. And home care was always the original, uh, the original service, but other, you know, home services came on board, which one, uh, one of them was house cleaning. And we would get calls regularly from people that were looking for like these deep cleans that, you know, one person or two person couldn't just do on their own with a, a mop and bucket. This was, you know, years, possibly decades of, of grit and grime and filth that had been on the, the floor. And, and of course, you know, a house cleaner is generally somebody who's going to be doing some, some basic dirtiness. They're not going to be doing, you know, they're, they're just not even a come close to being equipped. And then also, you know, when you're dealing with filth, when you're dealing with, you know, dog waste, human waste, you know, moldy food, you know, disgusting type situations, uh, you're not going to get a house cleaner to stick around in there for very long. So <clears throat> it made total sense to refer to ServPro. And we've always, always had a great relationship with your office because of that reason. But um, even more so, I've walked into homes where we we're looking at providing senior care services and been shocked at what I'm walking into. And this doesn't, you know, you listed it off for those that don't know, some relatively wealthy towns in the, the, the greater Boston area. And I'm telling you, it does not matter how poor or how rich somebody is. I have walked into their home and been like, I cannot believe this house from the outside looks this nice, whether it's a mansion or a modest home, it's well upkept. And then you walk in and it's a disaster. Um, and so, you know, I would imagine you work with um, a lot of adult children or a decent amount of adult children that are also up over their heads of like, how do I even start this process? Because mom's either died or mom's going into a nursing home or or an assisted living or they somehow the Department of Health has found out about things and now elder services are involved. What about those kind of scenarios? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, those are all things that we've come across. Uh We've definitely come across Department of Health uh, where the city or the town has called us in um, to do the work because it's simply not healthy um, for the person to live there. Uh, but more frequently, it is the sons and daughters who are taking care of their parents. Uh, usually it's their aging in place and the son and or daughter or whoever is taking care of the estate goes in and has one of those moments like you had. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. And I don't want my. Uh, mother, father, uh, sibling to have to age in a place like this, because quite frankly, it's unsafe and unhealthy. And that's where they start asking for resources and a regular maid service, like you were saying, isn't going to cut it. Um, and that's where I'm trying to build up my network to let people know that we can be a resource. When Mary Maids comes in and won't do it or can't do it, that's when you want to think of us. Um, so those are the calls that we're getting and we're happy to help families out with. And so one of the other questions I have is what about kind of a, what, what is a situation when somebody's maybe passed away or, or they've moved out of the house and now that now, uh, the adult children are looking at this house where they need to sell it. 
but it's in such disrepair that they're like, where do, where do we even start? Is that something you come across as well? Absolutely. Yeah. I even uh, know one company that is a geriatric care manager and they're also a real estate office. So they take over the estate and they do help with the sale of the home. Um, so yeah, realtors are people we interact with a lot. And this is where it kind of fits in right there where they're trying to downsize or move to an assisted living and they need the house clean before they can list it. Uh, and we also do interact with executors where people who they have passed away um, and we also can handle that. So unattended death, um, that's something we can deal with where someone has to clean that up. No one really thinks about it, um, but it needs to be done and you need to have the right company do it before you can even think about putting that property up for sale. So those are both situations that we encounter regularly. Oh, I see what you're saying. I was thinking that somebody like died and they had a funeral and buried them and then they're left with the house you're talking about situations where somebody dies in the home and maybe it isn't realized that they've been deceased for a long period of time yeah i'm talking about both uh both scenarios happen where yeah one it's their the clients moving into an assisted living and they want to sell the home so they need uh you know serious deep cleaning or they died in the home, and like you said, no one knew about it, and that has to be cleaned up as well. So, you know, thank God we're doing this after lunch, I guess. Um, so, <laughs> so, so, I mean, you have you have six or seven towns that you cover. I mean, what is that, what is that amount of calls that you're getting for senior care related? aging in place, care, you know, uh, deceased individuals, things that are dealing with people that are 65 and up. How, how often are you involved in those types of situations? And I just only ask, not because I want to know your book of business, but I think it would be interesting for people to understand, like, how prevalent this is. Like, this is, this is not just a once-in-a-while thing that occurs. This happens daily, weekly. Absolutely. Yeah. So when I first started here, it was less common than it is now. Uh, if I had to put a percentage, maybe 10%, uh, most of our calls are water damage. That's the number one thing we deal with. But the cleaning and uh, we'll call it crime scene cleanup uh, or other biohazard stuff, about 10%. Um, and when people call us, they really need the service. They're not really shopping around. They heard about us and we're one of the only ones who do it. Uh, but for me, being linked up with people like you and other people in the senior world for the past three or four months or so, really marketing and letting people know in the senior world that we are equipped to handle this, I would say now it's up to about 25, 30%. Uh, I'm getting quite a few calls and referrals, uh, and a lot of them are converting into jobs because, again, it's kind of like a fire or a flood. When you need us, you need us. And when you don't, you don't. So when I'm getting a call from someone who's a geriatric care manager who needs this house cleaned properly, uh, we're usually going to get that business um, because they need it, and there's not other companies that are out there doing it. Yeah, it definitely feels like it is a highly prevalent situation that, um, that it, I mean, if you think about it, and I only know because I, I ran the house cleaning company, you know, you've got to pay um, people. I imagine most of your, your workers that are working in those hoarding conditions are men because you have a lot of 
pick big things that need to pick up, but I'm sure you would hire anybody that would, that is good. You're going to have to hire a bunch of people that are willing to go into a difficult scenario and see things, smell things, experience things that nobody wants to experience, clean all of that out, then remove it all. Then you've got, a, you're left with, you know, the shell of the, the home that who knows if the drywall needs to be replaced or what kind of, what kind of remodeling needs to done, but then you're left with just basically an empty home. And then you've got to sit there and decide whether you're going to, how much of that home you need to clean from top to bottom. I mean, that's all, that's a lot of work. That's dumpsters. That's biohazard. That's hazmat. It costs a lot of money to do this. And not only does it cost a lot of money to hire you, I imagine, but then it depreciates the house so much that it's really a one-two punch. Definitely. No, those are all very good points. Uh, yeah. You're talking, Hazmat, PPE, multiple dumpsters, uh, everyone getting elevated pay because of the situation. You know, people we send in there are getting paid more than if it was a flooded basement. It's just how we have to compensate people because it's such a difficult job. And uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's very difficult. And it I don't want to say it's really expensive, but it is to an extent. Uh, it's something that I have to deal with on the sales side. But honestly. If you were going to hire someone else to do it by the person, by the hour, it would take them a week with their whole staff to be able to do what we do in a couple of days. Um, so I always think that the cost is worth it. it it's, it's what it's going to cost to get it done and get it done correctly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, you're, you're, when you're dealing with situations like what we do, it, it, you're dealing with labor, you're dealing with, um, you're dealing with, with human manpower, basically. And so when you're dealing with, whether it's men, whether it's women going out and doing, doing the work, they need to get paid a fair wage. And that's going to directly reflect what the cost of things are. And that doesn't even include all of the, uh, non-human exp- expenses like like you said, you know, the PPE, the, uh, the, 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 the dumpsters and things like that. Now you said, you said that you have two different, most, most of it is, is water and fire and things like that. One of the things I wanted to ask you is what about these snowbirds? Um, you have people that go down to Florida for the winter, which is right now. And then you have heating that can go out. You can have just a, a, a pipe burst, how how does that work for you? And do you work with house sitters or those types of services that go and check on houses and things like that? Have you have you experienced a lot of that with the snowbirds? Yeah, definitely. So I do try to market to the the house washers or house babysitters, whatever you want to call them, um, which I thought was such a great idea when I first got to Serve Pro and learned that that was a thing. I'm like, oh my god, that's a brilliant idea, and it needs to be done because guess what? The pipes burst and the house floods, even when you're not there. And if you don't have some sort of alarm system or moisture meters or anything, you're not going to know. And it can be devastating. Every day that goes by that that water is sitting there is worse and worse and worse uh, scenario. And then the other is property managers. Um, when I first started, I thought of property managers as more of a, a commercial sided thing. And it is, but in this area, like you touched on earlier, because we have so many, 
uh, ex- extreme wealth and high-end homes that uh, there's actually property managers that just do residential in this area. That is something I didn't really know about until I came here and started marketing to them. But yeah, you can hire a property manager who will take care of, of your regular home. Um, and there are people who make entire businesses off of that. And I would imagine if you were to ask them the same question, most of their business would probably be surrounding the snowbirds. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that happened to my aunt and uncle just a couple of weeks ago, maybe now it's a couple of months ago, where they were they weren't snowbirds. Their house was in Florida, but they live in Portugal, and a uh, a uh, mid wall, like basically where my head is on the wall behind me, mid wall pipe burst, and it covered the whole house in two inches, three inches of water for seven or eight days before anybody noticed. So it is absolutely devastating, and it can. Uh, uh, certainly put a damper on your moods without a doubt quite quickly. I mean, granted, Aaron's smiling because he's like, hey, listen, this is this this works out well for me. But <laughs> I, I would imagine, too, though, that there's a lot of business with that, with 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 the insurance companies that are calling you up to go out there and, and clean clean up after these snowbirds that have had their houses flooded. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we interact with the insurance companies directly, uh, so our clients don't have to, which is something they really like. Um, so yeah, we definitely get calls from from insurance adjusters who are calling us directly. So sometimes we don't even interact with the client at all. Um, they might have one of those moisture sensors. Uh, my favorite story about one of those is the first time I saw one was in a basement, and it did alert the homeowner of the problem, except that the water started on the third floor. So by the time it had reached the basement, their entire house was already saturated and soaked. Um, so even if you do have those meters, you know, it doesn't always help. I think they're great. Uh, I am, I do champion them, even though they take work away from me. I'd always prefer that the client doesn't experience the flood because <laughs> uh, it's going to happen regardless. We'll stay in business. Um, but yeah, you, you just, you never know. So if those moisture alarms go off and, and that's who they're going to call is call the insurance company first. And then the insurance company in all likelihood is going to call us. Perfect. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast, letting us know what was going on. How do people reach out to you if they're in the Massachusetts area or specifically in your territory? How do they reach out to you and, and hire you for their services or come and just ask questions? Uh, They can call me directly on my cell phone, 617-952-9488, or shoot me an email, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at servproflexington.com. There we go. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I sincerely appreciate it. And I think it's uh, worthwhile letting people know that, hey, listen, if you're in a situation where your mom or dad, um, it might be harder to to get mom or dad to agree to your services while they're living in the home. Um, that, that is, that is maybe a bridge too far for some families, but once they're removed from the home, for whatever reason, you're the people to call to, to get that house ready so that for a lot of families, if they're moving into a nursing home or an assisted living, they need their assets liquid as quickly as possible so they can start paying for those senior care services and being able to, uh, to do that might be uh, really important for somebody like you, or you say, Hey, listen, I can do this in a couple of days rather than it taking you a couple of weeks. So, um, but thank you so much, Aaron. I appreciate you coming on the, uh, the podcast. Thanks for having me, Ryan. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. And thank you all for listening to the caregivers toolbox. We appreciate your uh, patronage, I guess, and we will catch you 
on the next one. Thank you.